It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 422 of Locked On Raptors for Saturday, November 24th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of uh, RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode. And, of course, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network, team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams, all 32 NFL teams. We've got Locked On Fantasy for both football and basketball. We've got Locked On NBA and Locked On NFL daily across the network with a bunch of great guests, including Ben Golliver and Sam Amick on the NBA side. It's a lot of stuff going on on the network right now. It's very much popping. So, please, if you find a show on the network that you like and want to support, please find it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you get your podcasts, and leave a rating or a review. It's the best way to support the shows and show that you care and help to move them up the rankings and make them more popular and you know accrue more listeners and all that good stuff that everybody seems to want. Uh, you can also find me on my Patreon page at uh, uh, patreon.com slash SeanWoodleyRaptors. I still have memorized the damn URL. Patreon.com slash SeanWoodleyRaptors where I have extra podcasts going up. I'm going to have a mailbag podcast coming up this weekend. Earlier this week I did an episode with Blake Murphy about Jose Calderon job battles, which was a lot of fun. And the previous episode before that... What's an episode with today's guest, Katie Heindel? How's it going? Going great. Going great. That's good. That's good. You just cut out. The right, really right. to talk about the... Oh, sorry. I said... No, that's okay. Great. Yeah. Um, you, 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 it just, it was a very slow... It was a very slow, it's great. So I was like, oh no, is Katie okay? <laughs> As you know, I'm just getting over a bit of a cold, so... Mm, yeah, that's a... Uh, that's a bummer. Hopefully you're feeling better. Um, maybe this. I'm feeling better, but a bit delayed. Yeah. Maybe today's episode will help you feel better because we are reviewing once again an episode of How Hungry Are You by Serge Ibaka, which has become a bit of a tradition now. I hope this show goes on forever because it's really good content to help fill out the week. It's great. Um, Serge Ibaka, of course, this week had Jonas Valanciunas and Danny Green on the show. Uh, previously, he had the bench mob plus OG Ananobi or whatever. I guess Pascal Siakam is a starter now. Whatever. The young guys essentially joined him for the last episode. DeMar DeRozan was the one before that. You can always go back and listen to those reviews if you'd like to sort of uh, you know familiarize yourself with the canon if you have not heard an episode of us reviewing How Hungry Are You Before. Uh, so I guess let's just get to this, Katie. A bit of a plot breakdown, I suppose. Serge Ibaka uh, is at his house. He's cooking pig's head and he does a pretty good job cooking it i think we'll discuss that he has danny green and Jonas valanciunas just like hanging out in another room playing jenga he comes out and then it kind of turns into an episode of punked almost where danny green who apparently is a snake guy has snakes brought to the apartment and uh, scares Jonas valanciunas with the snakes uh, it all it also begins with a screaming Serge Ibaka with an enormous boa constrictor on his shoulders there's a lot going on here they end up eating it they end up kind of enjoying it Let's start at the beginning with the with the cooking, I suppose. Or do you want to start with the scream that opens it up? You made it sound like they eat this giant snake, <laughs> <laughs> which they don't. They do, not eat, they, don't. No, they do not eat Danny Green's snake, that's true. Um, actually, I'm just going to play 
the audio that they cold open with because it's harrowing. Here it is. Okay, my mind is like this. pretty organic it doesn't seem like they shot it multiple times looking for the right scream if that's no. what we're getting at here no uh so the 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 visual here if you haven't watched the video go watch it's like nine minutes long and then listen to the podcast you'll be much better served for it but uh they put the enormous boa constrictor on serge Ibaka's shoulders as the cold open and then did, when this happened did you think they were eating snake no i didn't actually okay did you know going in what they were eating no, I didn't know what they were eating. I wonder why I didn't think that. I guess I was didn't think they're at the point of the show where they would kill something and then eat it. <laughs> that seems like, like the, on the show. That's you know? the jump the shark moment that eventually comes down the road, I'm sure. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, no, I, I, I for a second I was like, do they have like a live snake to go along with the cooked snake they're gonna have? That seems a little barbaric. I don't know. Um, I didn't realize it was Danny Green's snake either, but that becomes a pretty essential plot point for the entire episode. So they started off after this harrowing scream by Serge Ibaka, which should be now the sound that plays every time he gets a block, I think, in a, in a game. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, and Serge is in the kitchen by himself, and he's got the pig head on the on, on his like pan, I guess, and he's dressing it up nice. What did you think of – what was your reaction when you first saw the pig's head, first of all? Oh, I was like, this is kind of tame, you know? Yeah. That was going to be – That's kind of tame for what we – so far yeah of course last time it was lamb brains the time before that it was like mealworms this time yeah it's like this is something that people eat all the time it's not like that shocking to me i think maybe the thing that's shocking is him like playing with the pig's head and like pulling the ears up (laughs) hey buddy (laughs) yeah he really he gets pretty friendly with it yeah he like holds it up by the ears and puts it in front of his face and i'm watching it on silent right now um so yeah I wonder, my question, I have a question later on, because eventually, spoiler alert, Jonas and Danny kind of like it, especially Jonas, we'll get to that, but um, he kind of, I wonder if maybe he's gone stoffed a little bit because of complaints from previous people he's fed, I don't know, but this is something that, this is probably the most tame thing he's cooked so far. What did you think of the preparation? So he, <laughs> his cooking process is a little bit more intricate than it has been with past things. Although the lamb brain, I guess, had a lot of like garnish and stuff. So there was color and brightness to it that wasn't quite there with previous dishes. But with this one, he puts the, the pig's head on a pan. For some reason, he just like sprinkles loose leaf onions about the place, like just on the pan that he's about to put in the oven for two hours. I feel like those were just crisps by the end. Um, and then he has like, yeah, yeah. I wondered about the onions. Yeah. I wondered why he he started to place them around. I'm like, okay, cool. So they'll get the the drippings, and then there'll be this like onion jus, yeah. and he'll do something with it, and then he'll probably put some onions like in or on closer to the head, and yeah. he didn't. Yeah, no, <laughs> the onions were just like like thinly sliced and shrewd about the pan. And it was the most like it took the most prep time. I think yeah, that yeah. Did. What did you so. think of his uh, little built-in comedy bit where he's like, "If you put the onions in the fridge, it won't make you cry," and then he cries after after cutting them. Did you Did you like that little think, comedy? I've never experienced any onion trick that works. I think people are like, "Rinse them under cold water, put them in the fridge." 
you still end up crying. I don't cry when I cut onions. I cut onions like every day. and Every day. I eat a lot of onions. I like cooking and I subscribe I to this. I love onions. I do love onions. I put onions in everything, man. Like whatever I'm cooking, I, I like onions in it. So yeah, like maybe not every day, but like four times a week I'll, I'll cut into an onion. I never cry. It's weird. I'll just bite right into an onion. Whoa, that happens uh, in this episode too, which we'll get to. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I like I did like the prep. I think yeah. just in terms of like going back to the pig's head as the main ingredient, mm-hmm. it probably has the biggest like reveal factor. Yeah. You know, like when he does, he takes the the, the what do you call those things? The like silver dome. Oh god. Off of the serving tray. Oh, there's like, a, oh, there's a name for them. Lid but... for silver serving platter <laughs> name. This has to be a thing. Um, serving dish with tray platter. With, no, just with lid. I think it's just called, oh, a cloche? Okay. I think it's a Maybe. cloche, yeah. So when he removes the cloche, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're going to be staring down at a pig's head, I think that's like, just in terms of the production value of the show, yeah. maybe is why he chose that. Yeah, there's no question what it is, right? Like the lamb brain could have been a lot of things when they first yeah. saw it. This yeah. is This is very much a pig's head. Um, so the the rest of the, the ingredients he puts on, he makes a joke about his salt and pepper dependence. That and the, Which do, I like. Do a little flashback to Pascal Siakam clowning on him for that in the last episode. And then I'm trying to th- – I don't know what herbs he's putting on top of it. it. Maybe it's like sage or like fresh basil leaves or something. But he just kind of like crumples a bunch of li- leaves on top of the – the, the the pig after massaging the salt and pepper into it, which was a little bit uh, a little bit morbid, but <laughs> well, you got to do it. These yeah. are these are the things that we were saying he we wish he did more of before. But yeah. I wish I did know what the herb medley was. Yeah, for sure. I, I, at least he didn't use like the the herb goop from last oh time. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah I, I hate re- that goop. Yeah. What he should do is put like I don't know if they have the post production for this, yeah. but like some little card in the bottom of like listing the ingredients as he's putting them on. Ooh, that's a really good call. Should he do <laughs> recipe cards that like are accompanied with the the episode that he like mails out if you're on a mailing list type thing? That would be great added value. Yeah. If I, he I... wanted to move to a subscription based model. <laughs> Tinyletter.com slash how hungry are you? <laughs> By the way, read Katie's newsletter. It's it's really, really good. Uh Anyway, the so the, the, he finishes off the cooking process. He like drizzles oil on top. He puts all the herbs, and then he takes a like a box of chicken stock, and pours it <laughs> on top, and like washes all of the herbs off. <laughs> it's like this finishes my seasoning, and now half of the herbs are gone. Um, sticks in the oven for two hours, and then I, I guess there's no uh, sequence of Danny Green and Jonas Valanciunas arriving. So presumably they're in the next room while the, all the cooking is going on. At and least that that's Jenga how they present it. has been going for a while. Like <laughs> you could see, you know? Yeah. So another little bit of, I think, witty writing by Lorenzo Brown or whoever's writing this thing. Um, he's like, uh, oh, yeah, Danny and Jonas are already here. They're in the other room. I'm sure they're doing adult things. And then it cuts to them playing Jenga. I thought that was a nice little uh, nice little subtle humor that added into cute. the script. Yeah. So the Jenga game, the... the do you have thoughts on the Jenga game? I don't really know where to begin with the Jenga game. It's just two grown-ass men playing like Jenga. I feel like JV's, like, really into the Jenga game. Yeah. Don't you? Like, the look on his face. Yeah, kind of, He's kinda, got some real yeah. concentration. He's got, like, a technique with the way he's, like, pulling 
pulling the pieces out with yeah. a gentle touch. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, Danny Green I, makes the makes the comment, you know, big man, big, big man, soft touch, uh, and Jonas, Jonas ends up winning the game. Danny Green ends up uh, pulling out the piece that makes a fall, and he ends up. Were you impressed by the catch? He almost catches all of the blocks to fall. Yes, I was. Yeah. It was like I'm like okay. Yeah, you've got some great athletic ability here that we're showcasing. <laughs> some quick reaction skills. This is on a very Jenga blocks. <laughs> yeah. This is on a very expensive table, I'm sure, as well. So hopefully, save the paint or whatever it was. That, that, that was a courteous move by by Danny Green. Um, what other board games do you think Jonas Valanciunas will be good at? Um, I don't know. Just stacking games. Yeah. What about operation? I, don't know. I think he. he uh, yeah, I think he'd be good at operation. Mm-hmm. Is is there any skill involved in like pickup sticks? I haven't played that game since I was a kid. What is pickup sticks? Don't you you like shake a bunch of sticks like long long skewers type sticks, and then you throw them down? Uh, or maybe okay. What huh? I'm thinking of is this weird, maybe like a bastardized version of pickup sticks <laughs> that we had in this like Austrian. My dad's Austrian, and we had it in this like Austrian game box uh-huh. <laughs> that we played when we were a kid because I think pickup sticks is like you have to roll some dice and then pick something up or maybe I'm mixing up like eight games <laughs> it sounds like you're mixing up so I'm looking at pickup sticks right now uh, it's a game of physical and mental skill in which a bundle of sticks between 8 and 20 centimeters long are dropped uh, sorry I yeah. click on the page are dropped as loose uh, dropped as a loose bunch onto the tabletop jump, jumbling into a random pile each player in turn tries to remove a stick from the pile without disturbing any of the others yes. okay yeah. okay yeah. I see I see so it is kind of like Jenga yeah so yeah. I think he'd be good at that game as mm-hmm. well okay. uh, I don't think that's a game of like physical <laughs> requirement or whatever that writer said it's not that physical <laughs> What else would he be good at? Would he? I don't know that he's like a Monopoly guy. I think he's no. more of like these kind of, you know. I think he'd be good at um, like a charades game. Ooh, yeah, he probably, game, you know, yeah, or like taboo. He'd probably uh-huh. get like the the taboo clues that, like, whenever you're playing with someone who like a, like a partnered pair who like know each other inside and out and they just throw out like random like oh yeah I remember this time at the lake with Billy and it's like oh yeah then they know the answer that <laughs> I feel like Jonas would probably have that he's been with the Raptors a long time he's got a lot of sort of inside knowledge of the team whoever he get, maybe him and Kyle get paired together and just completely kick the shit out of everybody um, I could definitely see that happening I um yeah Monopoly is tough because you have to have endurance for that and Jonas plays like 19 minutes a game so I don't I don't know if he would have the the stamina to play an entire game of Monopoly maybe a timed version but he'd be very efficient in a timed version anyway uh, before we continue on here just want to remind people to check out the Lockdown Podcast social networks uh, on Twitter and Instagram on Twitter you can follow at Lockdown NBA Net and you get all of the Lockdown Podcast Network local hosts covering their NFL or NBA team in one feed it's great if you don't want to follow every single host from the network and keep your own timeline clean and you just follow this one feed and you're going to get retweeted tweets from all these people it's great during breaking news events or during games and you get the local perspective uh, just right into your feed on all the teams that you care about and on Instagram we're doing little snippets of the podcasts and uh, you can go and click on the link and listen to the podcast in full it's uh it's good stuff so make sure you're checking out the locked on nba net and locked on nfl net twitter and instagrams no matter what moves you made last year turbo tax experts make them count did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse 
That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax, make your moves, they'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. All right, so after the game of Jenga, there's like a little brief thing. Serge confuses what an entree is. I'm going to give him a break for that. Like, he, he says, I want to start with the entree before dinner. <laughs> <laughs> he says it a few times. I'm just going to credit, credit that to like English not being his first language. That's fine. I thought he was just like excited. You know, when you like <laughs> fuck up what you're saying because you're so excited. Yeah, that's, he obviously that's is like dying for this gag to happen. Yeah, so this is where it kind of turns into an episode of Punked. Ashton Kutcher is somewhere in the back room, you know, dying hysterically laughing. Uh, and Danny Green, we it's revealed to us, I guess, that he's a snake guy and that he has a snake and that he's a, brought a snake to, in cahoots with Serge, play a gag on Jonas. So Serge brings out the, the platter. Uh, I'm thinking it's the pig's head, really. I, I wasn't really sure what was going on here. I thought it was just going to be actual food. And instead, it's just a live snake on the platter and Jonas freaks out. Uh, what was your re- response to this? Well, first I was—I didn't know what it was. Yeah, I, like, I was like, "Is that food?" And it's just slid over. They really could have used like a like a close-up shot for sure. Yeah, it was the the first shot was the worst shot. It was a very far away pan. Yeah. Um, then I felt kind of bad once I realized it was a snake. I felt kind of bad for Jonas who like slides his chair like he goes flying backwards. Yeah, and then he the screams, wall. and then he screams, "She's fucking alive!" Yeah, because yeah. he. Backwards before he saw that it was alive. Yeah, but when, yeah. it was like when he saw it, it looked kind of snake-like. He was already really freaked out. Oh, because he thought um, he was gonna have to eat it, I guess. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's alive, and then he freaks out anew. Um, but then I thought, I thought well, the snake's like pretty cute snake. I yeah. feel like if you're gonna get introduced to a snake to like, you know, get over your fears. Maybe not just, I think it would take a little longer than this one episode of How Hungry Are You, but mm. to JV's credit, yeah. he does face his fears. He does. He, um, he, he ends yeah. up holding this snake for sure. And then the later on, he ends up like kind of, I think, being a little bit infatuated with the boa constrictor that comes out near the end. He like look, petting it kind of longingly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watching the reaction on mute right now. It's, uh, it's pretty, I'm actually, I'm going to just kind of put the video on. <laughs> Is that the appetizer? <laughs> uh-uh. No. I'm terrifying. No. No. Hold on. Oh, wow. No. The one thing I'm real afraid is snakes. No. No? No. I thought it was a spider. No. No spiders? Spider? Oh, she's a fucking alive. <laughs> a long time for him to realize that this snake that is moving around quite a bit on this platter is alive. 
But he's so, like, he's freaked out. Like, yeah. he's, it's like a real earnest moment, I feel like, for him. You yeah, know? He's like, absolutely. that's just the one thing I'm afraid of. Like, he almost is on that line of, like, I'm not cool with this anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm done. <laughs> Bring like, I'm Gre- going to leave? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bring Greg Monroe in to replace me, because this is bullshit. <laughs> uh, so, he ends up, like, petting the snake, and it's nice. And Danny Green gives us, like, the details on where the snake is from and everything. And, Danny uh, Green is a huge snake guy. Yeah, I didn't know this. Did you know this goat before? Like, Mm-mm, I didn't know it. I feel kind of disappointed in myself I didn't. I'm not mm-hmm. surprised, though. Like, he, now I'm like, yeah, he seems like one of those snake and lizard guys. Yeah, my brother's a snake and lizard guy. Like, he's got, at home, probably like six or seven snakes and a bunch of lizards and like a scorpion. Whoa. Yeah, he, he does like, he's like on reptile internet. If that like he, that's the thing apparently, and he's like big on reptile oh, yeah. internet. Oh yeah, everything's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Yon- Jonas that's is a cool. whole good for him. You should get him. You should have got him to watch this uh, for to verify this the snake types. I might have to do that, and maybe I can pitch something where I do a podcast with my brother and Danny Green or something like that. <laughs> well, yeah, you should snake cast. Um, <laughs> so. They they wrap up with the snake gag and then Jonas and and, uh, and Danny come into the kitchen for the big unveil of what it is. Jonas looks noticeably shaken. Danny Green's kind of composing himself and they're realizing, hey, this smells kind of good because it's just pork. <laughs> like, there's no reason it shouldn't smell good. It's pork and a lot of onions. <laughs> yeah. So they're kind of talking about it and... I, is this where they're talking about Greg Popovich, or is that after they start eating? Because they have a weird conversation about Greg Popovich that feels very forced. It does, like my one advice to Serge. This was a much better episode from the cooking show angle. I think they can do without the like random interludes where they talk about the basketball. You know what I mean? I like it was they they talk about it once they start eating. Right. Um, and I I don't mind them. This one felt weird because I was kind of like. What? Are you hinting at something, Serge? Because doesn't he say he's like the one thing I want to do? I want to play with Pop. Yeah, he did say that for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, but no, I, I like the interludes. I feel like JV when he when he's like when he starts to get really into something, I think he gets a bit ahead of himself, and his his words kind of escape him, and then he becomes very like poetic in his speaking. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so he's like doing that when he, he's saying how sick he is, and people ask him. Like or he's like it's a new team it's we're cleared our heads but then yeah. he gets like I do I did like when he was like I'm I'm tired of people asking us how it's going to be yeah he's like let us let us do it first yeah he's and like he I don't know you. how I'm gonna eat this food once I see it so I'm not gonna say how I'm gonna do it let me do it first and then I'll say how I'm gonna do it type thing yeah yeah, yeah. a little more eloquent than my <laughs> rambling <laughs> paraphrasing right there. Uh, so we can maybe play the audio of the big reveal here, perhaps. It's not bad. Like they they are pretty. It's pretty tame compared to like previous ones. They I think there's a reason. Normally, they, the the cold open is the response to the unveiling of the food. That's not the case this time around. They they are uh, you know they seem pretty okay with it comparatively. So here we go. I'm hungry. Are you? Yeah, I'm hungry. Are you? Yeah, I'm hungry. Okay, let's go. Say hello to my friend, Pinky. Oh, no, I had to, what, did I, what did I say, man? Pinky! It's a damn pig's head. Pig's head? Oh. Yeah. Come on, man. Damn, we eat this. 
so Yodas is like, yeah, we eat this all the time back home. It's like we eat this every day. <laughs> yeah. He also, I like... Think, I think he tears he, into it. Yeah, I also think he thinks it's cute. Like, he's like, oh, piggy. Is it a little weird that, that Serge named the food? <laughs> no, I, I know. Okay, fair <laughs> I enough. mean, then, it, then you'd have to say, like, is it weird that he was, like, having a conversation with it when yeah. he's dressing it for that bit? Fair enough. I mean... On some level, it's weird, but also endearing, so I guess, mm-hmm. you know, it's all good. Uh, so they dive in. It actually looks pretty good. Like, you would eat this, correct? I feel like I have eaten it. Yeah. Pork cheek in, like, a taco. You have, like, pork, pork cheek, cheek ragu. Uh-huh. Everybody's eating pig's head these days. Yeah. No, but, like, the first, uh, like, they actually have a little sequence of Surge cutting into it, and it's a nice piece of cheek, and it looks delicious. Like, I... Would absolutely eat this. It, it looks pretty good. Right. Danny seems a little bit. Uh, sorry, I meant to mute that. Danny seems a little <laughs> bit trepidatious for sure. Um, well, to be fair, Danny goes for like the worst part. Yeah, he goes for like the ear, <laughs> the charred ear. Yeah. <laughs> Which he acknowledges. He's like, "Will this be good?" Because yeah. It's like charred, and JV's like, "I guess." Like and obviously, he... JV's like, "No," you know. And then he, he eats it, and then he's like, "Oh, this is too." Yeah, you can hear I the crumble in his this. mouth. Like it looks like he's gonna yeah. choke. On the dust. Yeah. But, like, as he's holding it up, it looks like the end is actually, like, kind of, like, it's got a little bit of meat on it. And he just eats the end with no meat. He eats the charred, dusty, charcoal ear. But, yeah. so I, I don't think he really <laughs> put his best foot forward. Jonas is housing this shit. Like, he's got a full plate. He's doing, like, the Thanksgiving table thing where he's passing the plate around jovially. It's great. Uh, <laughs> I think he does, like, two plates. Yeah, no, he, he definitely has seconds. There's a really good shot... <laughs> Of Surge kind of moving the the, 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 the head around and car- carving it up a little bit. And it looks, like, really good. It's, like, glistening. It, looks like it has a nice little glaze on it. It looks delicious. I, I kind of want this. And I, I wonder if Surge has gone soft. If, if the response to previous, uh, previous episodes has been a little bit too harsh. And he's just like, no, you know, I'm just going to make a nice meal for my friends. <laughs> I think if he has, again, I think it's, like, the reveal. And then I think because of this reactions on this episode yeah he'll 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 do something big for the next one. Oh yeah like nick nurse or whoever's next is absolutely screwed yeah <laughs> exactly then they get into a conversation about who the best cook on the team is and i have a question for you katie we're gonna run through the <laughs> roster here uh, first of all do you, do you have do you do you agree with their assessment that norm is the best cook on the team <laughs> no because it's <laughs> like because he has dogs that's <laughs> They're like, he has those dogs, and he must be at home. Yeah, so he, yeah. Like, uh, Danny Green says he's, he seems like a house husband, which, I mean, yeah. yeah. which is... Nothing wrong like with I that. I can see it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not... Also, I'm not saying Norman Powell. Yeah, like, you know, when I thought about it, I'm like, I bet he's a, a fine cook. Yeah. But that's not where I would have gone first, you know? Well, where would you have gone first? Who do you think is the best cook? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, who would be? They said Delon I mean, also might be. I think that's insane. I think Delon. I think Delon. Be. I love Delon. Right. I feel like he probably eats a Chipotle like four times a week. Yeah, <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. Um. Probably. Oh, probably like CJ. Yeah, CJ. I think he, he like he cooks a nice hearty roasty like vegetable roast and but is that just because i think of him as a dad yeah he cooks so. dad dinners but they're good dad yeah. dinners yeah yeah exactly an yeah. elevated dad dinner yeah and he's from texas so maybe he's got like a good handle on southwest food 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're gonna run through the roster, and we're going to pick which each each player on the team's signature dish is in the kitchen. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay, Kawhi Leonard. Um, spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> 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 what does he put in? The, is it just raw? Just just raw spaghetti? Does he put anything in it? What does he do? Um, like sometimes he'll put in. Yeah, like some meatballs sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he's just having it. You know, some red sauce. The the visual of him with his enormous hands rolling meatballs is kind of pleasing to my brain. I don't know why. It would just be like one <laughs> giant meatball. <laughs> just a basketball-shaped meatball? Yeah. That he just like breaks off and mixes with his pasta? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if Kawhi's one of the better cooks on the team. Maybe that's like, he's a bit of a recluse. Maybe he just like likes to stay inside and, you know, pr- perfect his recipes. I could see it. He's from San Diego. Maybe he's good with fish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kyle Lowry, what's his signature dish? Um, I want to say like I don't know, like something kind of like a jerk chicken. Okay. <laughs> a curry. Oh, see, I don't think Kyle. If I had to guess who the worst cook on the team is, I might say you Kyle. You think it's Kyle? I just think he's probably the kind of dad who really wants to try to help, and like once a week he'll make a really nice big dinner, and maybe I'm just like focusing on my own experiences dad if you're listening i love you but you're not the best cook in the world um but my dad every week on like sunday would be like all right i'm making a big dinner today and a lot of the time it would amount to putting like a roast beef in the slow cooker and then it would come out all gray and sad (laughs) and then he'd just like well there's gravy so have the gravy and put the doctor it up with the gravy but it was always really nice and he put a lot of work into it he would spend like the entire morning chopping veg and stuff like that i could see kyle being that kind of guy who really really wants to be you know, a, a participant in the cooking, just he doesn't really have the chops. He's, he's too focused on being good at basketball. I'm going to change my answer. I think he actually might be, and taking into account your insight, I think maybe he's a, a breakfast cook. Ooh, that's one thing my dad's really good at too. So Yeah, I think he could do that, you okay. know, like do up the scrambled eggs, do up the toast, maybe some pancakes in a funny shape, you mm-hmm. know, if he's got some time. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, a, that, I could see that. Yeah, he definitely likes a, a good breakfast smiley face for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Danny Green. Um, I feel like, but this is now influenced by the reptile stuff. But I feel like he maybe he's really into like um, salads. <laughs> <laughs> Just a like big salad. really involved salads. Like you a know, really good cob. In some vegetables, yeah. where you're putting in some beans and some sprouts and you're doing like i don't know like a beautiful looking salad Fair that enough. he can share with his snakes i was gonna say that he's really good on the grill because he if i'm not mistaken he has like a place in muskoka or something that he's gone to even before he played for the raptors am i right i, feel like I don't know a, i didn't even know that i feel like that oh vacation watch katie come on you should know this i feel like that's a thing um, but even then, in my brain, I just see him as like a Muskoka dude who will like grill up some ribs or like some pork tenderloins. He'll do them nice and long, you know, and, and cook them slow so they're nice and, and juicy and like have a nice little crust on the outside. I can see him being like a grill master, Danny Green. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. With finished with a nice salad. Yeah, finished with of course the <laughs> nice salad, yeah. <laughs> uh Serge Ibaka, have we gotten to Serge Ibaka's signature dish yet? Or who do you think he's saving it for? 
I don't know. I don't know. That, like, I'm not convinced that uh, it's funny when we're like, who's the best book? <laughs> and no one says Serge Ibaka, who has a cooking <laughs> show. Because um, <laughs> I'm not convinced that he looks all that comfortable making any of these dishes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Not that, like, they're all, but again, they're all that not involved. Yeah. But what did he seem like he had the most fun? He seemed like he had the most fun making the lamb brains. Yeah, he seemed like, yeah, that did seem kind of uh, cathartic for him. Not saying that's his signature dish, but, you know. Yeah. I don't know what he's, but I also don't think he's just chowing down on this stuff when he gets home and needs to whip something up that fast. He's Mm. calling that lady that brings him all those like 80 courses of Congolese food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a signature dish is calling that lady. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, signature dish is delivered fufu. Um, next up, Jonas Valanciunas. Big head, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is my I signature think. dish. You better be good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, hey, to Serge's credit, he lived up to Jonas's lofty standards. That's like impressing... Bobby Flay with uh, some Southwest foods, so good job, Serge. Uh, Pascal Siakam. Wait, did we start by saying it's their signature dish or their favorite food? Their signature dish. Okay. Yeah. Um, Pascal. Um, like a pizza? <laughs> like a, like one like of the... a, a frozen pizza? <laughs> I also don't think Pascal's a great cook. I don't think so either. Yeah, the deep He's and got delicious. On deck. The deep and delicious single pizzas. <laughs> I was gonna say like a Doctor Utker, you know. I, yeah, I'll fair. give him that. Yeah, okay. I was gonna I was gonna be even meaner and say like Mr. Noodles, but I'll give him the frozen pizza. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just think Siakam's like too busy being young and living life to really care about cooking. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think like I think this I think we're saying in advance. This is what I think for a lot of the younger bench guys. Anyway. Fair enough. Uh well, the guy, next guy kind of on the same vein, OG Ananobi. Uh You know what? I think OG could be a good cook. I think he is. But I don't Yeah, I think he is. Um hmm, What's he making? What's he making at home? I think he makes a mean bangers and mash because he's from England. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, like a fry up. Yeah. Yeah, like a full English. Maybe yeah. like oh, like a fish and chips. Just oh do it yeah, all English food. He's got like an ancient <laughs> recipe for like a really good breading on the fish and chips. Maybe. I could see him going in on some like finger sandwiches. <laughs> like little cucumber sandwiches for his high tea. Yeah. All right, Fred Van Vliet. Well, because of that, um, wait, is it Fred that's in that commercial? What commercial? The peanut butter and jam commercial. He's in a peanut butter and jam commercial? Like for like Kraft? Wait, who's in that? It's past. No, it's like Jeff. Oh. Uh, it, that sounds like Pascal, and PB&J is a very Pascal it, it Siakam. It is pa- <laughs> Pascal. Okay. Um. In it. Did you find it? No, I didn't find it. The internet oh, okay. was getting well, too hairy as I was looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Fred. I think Fred's another guy who is really busy, has a little baby at home. Um, I think Fred's maybe whipping up some like mac and cheese. 
See, I was going to say that because he's a dad, because I think along the, the lines of a Kyler CJ, maybe he's just like a better cook than those guys, but like I think he's the guy who's making like deeply flavored curries. Like he's okay. like he's slaving over it all day. He's got the saffron out soaking in the water before he's pouring the water into to, to, to infuse it with the flavor. I feel like Fred's got the curries on lock. Interesting. Yeah. Like he's got the perfectly I guess so, you know, like a slow simmering. Yeah, the perfectly curry. cooked jasmine rice. He's got little ramekins that he uses to serve up the rice. So it's in like little, you know, cylinders as opposed to just as like a a pile of rice on the on the plate. That's what I'm saying. Well, it does match his work ethic, so yeah, yeah. I agree. I like he puts that. in the, lo- the 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 long game. Yeah, he, he bets on himself. He bets on his ability to cultivate flavors. <laughs> uh, Greg Monroe. Uh, like a soda stream. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to be a well hydrated answer, and I cannot come up with a better answer than that. <laughs> He's probably got like. If he's not like sponsored by SodaStream, that's like an endorsement deal. I think waiting to happen. Yeah. If they've slept on that, then they don't have great uh, marketing people. At the very but, least, Britta. Yeah, he's got a few Brittas, I think. Do we know if Greg likes his carbonated water, or is he just no, a I straight? I haven't seen that, but I'm thinking if he guy. wants like an elevated water. You know, if he's yeah. not just having his regular water, then he's like, what am I gonna? How am I gonna prepare some water? Do you think he's okay with paying like six dollars for a bottle of water? No. No. You think he likes to? He see. I feel like he'd be okay. Refilling his water bottles. Oh yeah, fair enough. He has a swell. (laughs) No, I think he's like doing. This is my classic dad move: uh, taking water bottles and refilling them. Oh yeah, I do that all the time. And putting them in the back of the fridge. Yeah. Um, it's not good for you. You shouldn't do it. <laughs> when I work outside in the summer, sometimes I will. Uh, I have like these two one-liter bottles that I'll just rotate. They're just like store-bought bottles because they're like usually two for two dollars or something. And then I'll just rotate them, and I'll have one in the freezer and one that is not frozen that I bring to work with me. And then one melts throughout the day, and then it's nice and cold. The other one's my my morning nourishment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think Greg's either getting the, the water bottle sales, like when he goes in, when he goes to like get gas, you know, they always have oh, yeah. like the deals on. I think he stocks up there. He really um, takes he, those Seven Eleven commercials where they're like two waters for three 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 fifty to heart. Like he, he he's loves like those. I gotta get there. Gotta now. get me to a Seven Eleven. Um, Do you think he has a fridge that has water, a water dispenser? Ooh. I don't. I don't know if he trusts the cleanliness of the inside of the fridge. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you never. You don't know like what's going on in the inner workings of the piping of that fridge. I think he prefers to have his. Uh, like he definitely has one of those cribs fridges where it's just all water. Yeah. But different kinds of water. <laughs> He's got like a Fiji shelf for Christmas, like a really nice water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's got like a Fiji water shelf. He's got like a like a Nestle Pure Life shelf for for you know when he wants to when he's cutting the lawn or something. He doesn't want to use the good water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris Boucher. Cereal. <laughs> like shreddies. Yeah, I was gonna say poutine because he's from Montreal, but he oh, is so true. he's so skinny. There's no way he eats poutine. He could. That, that's like that's the ideal body for it. That's true. Yeah, he won't be punished for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just like roaming about Mississauga looking for smokes. <laughs> uh, oh. Norman Powell. Um, I think because uh, you know 
as we know, he's a dog owner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think he he's a guy, kind of guy who's like going to the butcher. He wants to get like the nice uh, organic bones for his dog mm. to chew on. So I think while he's there, he's picking up some other stock bones, and I think he's a, a soup guy. Oh, a soup guy. Okay. I was going to say. He's putting in some time making a nice stock. I think that's a, uh, that's a good call. Yeah. I was going to say. Something he can leave to simmer, you know, because he wants to hang out and just be a home guy or whatever they said. <laughs> true, <he> true. <laughs> well, when you said the bones, and I, I just kind of was thinking of him as like, you know, he's very fast. He's He, he like gets things done very quickly. Like a, a nice cast iron steak. Like a nice T-bone in a cast iron pan I could see him also messing with. Because it doesn't take very long to make. Uh, maybe he does like some nice like uh, blanched asparagus with it or something like that. I could uh, I could see him messing around with, with that. And also getting getting the bones that, we, that he so desires for his dogs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, we already talked about CJ, but what is his signature dish? We just said he was a good cook, right? We didn't yeah, really say. Yeah, we just said he's in general pretty, pretty, pretty solid across the board. He can do a lot of different techniques. I think he's the guy who's doing, you know, your like um, slow cooked pork shoulder. He's mm. doing a roast. Like he's, uh, you know, he. I bet he makes a really good and simple like roast chicken. I bet he's just like that kind of. Yeah. Just like a huge slab of meat. Toss it in. Forget about it. But he's also kind of slimmed down a little bit over the course of the summer. So I bet he's also pretty health conscious. I think he's probably doing like a nice Southwest quinoa salad. Oh, yeah. His yeah. sides are definitely on point. Yeah. I feel like he's, uh, <laughs> if he's not roasting up some veggies in there with, with his like aromatic meats, then he's making some nice, uh, hearty fall winter salads. I think there's also like a lot of like Miles and, and and Lauren Miles just like you know cute kitchen stuff where like the, the one someone will spill something on the other and then they'll wipe a little smear of sour cream on the other's face or whatever just like playfully you know getting you messy in the kitchen. <laughs> you thought about this? No, I just it just came to my mind because it, it just seems like they have that kind of yin and yang. Um, in their matching PJs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Delon Wright, I already said mine. He gets Chipotle a lot. Yeah, or like Mr. Noodles, I think. <laughs> it's really healthy for me, you know? <laughs> or he's just got like, um, you know, he's just doing skip the dishes or whatever. Oh, yeah. That, that's not bad. But like, I don't know, maybe some, maybe like Chinese food. I'm trying to think. <laughs> where do they all live? Do they all live in the tip top blocks? Like, I think they kind of live like Queens Key, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. So it's kind of a wasteland down there. Yeah. Maybe um, Delon's just going to different pubs to try their their fare. I could see him hit, like hitting up the hoops beside the ACC for wings. <laughs> uh, does anyone go to Harbor Sixty at all, or any of Drake's restaurants? Um, or does Drake not let them? <laughs> maybe they did, like I don't know if they're regularly going there. Okay. Um, yeah. Maybe do- they went and they're no longer going. I do think Delon's going to find a nice lady and settle down and learn to cook. I do think yeah, that'll happen I, at some point. I think he's, he's got it in him. Yeah. Also, he's from he's from L.A. He probably likes a good taco truck. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, we don't we don't really have that here. Do you yeah. think he's ever been to Sneaky D's? Oh! <laughs> I bet you Delon writes a Sneaky D's guy. Emo night, for sure. <laughs> uh, Malachi Richardson. I don't know. I'm like I'm looking at his picture right now. 
I don't have like nothing to come into mind. He feels like a grapefruit in the morning type of guy. Oh yeah. Yeah, but like with <laughs> lots of sugar on it. Oh. <laughs> like a grapefruit and some yogurt with like a bit of granola. Yeah, and he's just like, I hope this can last me till the media food's available tonight. <laughs> but he knows he's gonna be hungry at like. 10 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Just like me, me and Malachi, we have more in common than I thought. <laughs> I don't find that uh, any of the Raptors, that none of them really rely on the media food. I know some guys around the league do that, but the, none of the Raptors, I, don't, I think, partake. So that's no, probably they're, good. they're yeah. full. Yeah, they're, they got their own spread, I guess, going on. Uh, two more guys left. We've gone on this far too long. Uh, Lorenzo Brown. <laughs> I Again, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, let's just say now, like both, like Lorenzo Brown and Jordan Lloyd. I don't know, like what I would say. Jordan Lloyd looks like a like a like a little child. Yeah, well, Lorenzo so Brown I, is kind of. I mean, Jordan Lloyd is kind of following, I think, in Lorenzo Brown's footsteps as uh-huh. being like the you know the go to guard in the G League. So maybe Lorenzo Brown and Jordan Lloyd kind of swap texts with like coupons for Hungry Man's, <laughs> <laughs> like Stouffer's lasagnas. They could do better than that. <laughs> or maybe Lorenzo invites Jordan over to his house and they. You know what? I cook. think Lorenzo's actually a good cook. I'm just like, he's from Georgia. Mm. I bet he's got some, like, I bet he can make some nice, like, greens. I bet he knows how to, like, do, like, a really on point, like, southern breakfast. He's got a good grits recipe. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, a really good one, not just, like, a. Yeah. You know, you're going to the Waffle House one. Yeah. And maybe, um, yeah, maybe he just invites Jordan Lloyd over because, again, he's following in his footsteps. And he's on a two way yeah. deal. Like, he's. Lorenzo has that money Jordan Lloyd wants. So he's yeah. like trying to be a father figure to him and says, all right, come on. We're going to make you some nice. Southern I feel like fare. he's a secret cook. He's like one of those people who like we all have friends like that where they they're not like, oh, yeah, I'm a great chef. I'm trying out new recipes. They're just like you go. They're like, oh, yeah, I'll make dinner. And then it, yeah. they'll make you something crazy. And they're like, oh, I make this all the time. I don't even think about this. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking back, we might have missed the boat on Greg Monroe a little bit because of our water infatuation. But he's from Louisiana. He probably makes like a mean gumbo. Yeah, he probably could. And I mean, a gumbo involves a lot of water. Yeah, that's that true. <laughs> so, that's on brand. Uh, well, quickly, before we get to our final uh, thoughts on this, I want to tell you about uh, the opportunity for you to advertise on this podcast. Is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Your company could be mentioned right here in this very space. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors that they hear on their podcasts. Have a company, have your company, sorry, sponsor this podcast. Email me at sean.woodley1 at gmail.com and we can start that process for you. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Katie, let's get to our final thoughts here. Um, I guess they eat the food, they talk about it a little bit, and then Danny's like, all right, it's time for dessert. Jonas looks concerned about the dessert. He goes for another thing. (laughs) Okay, here's what he does before dessert. He takes the onion out of the pig's mouth and just houses it like an apple. I thought that was an apple. Oh, it might be. Is it an be. onion? I thought it was an onion, but it might be an apple. Now that you, now that you, okay, I gotta go back TBC. to where they. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to where they unveil it to see for sure. 
because that could just be an apple. You're right. That would make more sense as the suckling pig thing. But um, all right, let's see here. Um, so he takes it off. Oh yeah, it's an apple. Never mind. <laughs> I thought it was just a straight onion. I mean, I was gonna say, what do they do that in Lithuania too? Jonas, like, come on, dude. That's that's not that's not ideal. Um, anyway, so Danny's like, all right, we're gonna bring up dessert now. He's very excited. Serge, I, I guess Serge knows what's going on, but he is also terrified of this snake that comes out for dessert. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's, he's in know, on it, like, but also the transportation scared. Transportation method for this because they just kind of have it in like a moving blanket. <laughs> yeah. My my brother doesn't have a snake that big. He has one that's like seven feet long, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And they just kind of put it into like a Tupperware with some water when they move it around. Oh, no. This one's in a sleeping bag. <laughs> and then it's in like, it looks like, oh, yeah, like a, sheet, a sleeping bag and then a sheet. Yeah. So Jonas definitely looks like less scared of it than he was the small snake. He doesn't run away. He doesn't say she's a fucking alive. He's being held in place by Serge. True, but I think Serge is more using (laughs) Jonas as like a human shield because I think he's kind of scared more than Jonas is. Like he's terrified. Yeah, I think Jonas is like broken through his fear factor barrier with the tiny snake, and he's like ready to see the snake. Yeah. And then I think Serge, who probably thought this was a great idea, is now having doubts. Uh, in this moment because it's yeah he's like fully hiding behind jv and then we have the bonus end segment (laughs) where there's more screaming yes i couldn't tell if the snake was biting him yeah well i'm gonna play the audio for that as well but i just i want to touch on his sign off here it's like really rushed and he's looking back behind him every two words because he's scared the snake's gonna lunge at him he's like yeah. it's how hungry are you please uh, watch the next time uh, and then he, as soon as he finishes he like r- puts two thumbs up and runs away <laughs> so that's that's good stuff and then we'll get to the final and then Jonas pets it to close it off I think Jonas is okay let's go do it let's do it yeah yeah, yeah. Where's the camera? are you ready thank you for thank you for coming Daniel was a four a six oh Danny oh, oh! <laughs> Oh, that's good stuff. I think that uh, now Dan, when Danny does like hits a shot, it, it, they should have that clip of Serge <laughs> screaming, Danny! I literally have that written down here. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so I'm glad we're on the same page here. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, perfect sign-off. Again, this is the most... I think organic of all the episodes they have. If you have to give this episode out of 10 a ranking, what is it? And sort of compare it, I guess, to the last two, the Pascal Siakam bench one and then the uh, DeMar DeRozan one as well. It has the like, level of ease and kind of comfort I sort of wanted the bench one to have. Yeah. So, But it didn't really. Um, and I think, you know, everyone's fallen into their rhythms of whatever the show is. So I think it's about an eight. For me. Yeah, I think this is the best episode yet. I don't think it's really close. I, I like the the humor that's worked in. I think Jonas and Danny are good subjects to have. Danny's a good talker. Jonas is just like really dry and funny. And Serge is pretty funny in this one too. I, I, I like the jokes that Lorenzo Brown wrote for him. Um, and <laughs> I thought this was, uh, again, this was an episode where you got like actual looks at the food and stuff like that as well. So 
I yeah, I think yeah. Uh, this is like it. It's the superior. If you're gonna hey, if you're gonna get into this show, this is a great episode to start at. Yeah, this is like the introduction of Saul Goodman in Breaking Bad. Like the first season and a half are kind of blah, but then Saul comes in and it's like, oh, okay, now this is good. Uh, I think this is like that equivalent. This is this I think was a, a step forward for the franchise for sure. And wait, wasn't on Halloween? Wasn't Danny Green dressed as a Game of Thrones character? Uh oh, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, so like now it is revealed that he named one of his snakes after Jon Snow. Yeah. So he's a huge fan. So he, I'm very excited to just see how that progresses by itself into the final season when it comes back. Yeah, he's a he's a big big Game of Thrones guy, that's for sure. Yeah, his his, his snake's named Jon Snow. Um I wonder if he has like Game of Thrones names for all of his other snakes. Like they didn't say that it's the name of the big snake. Like I wonder if the big snake is like the mountain or the hound. Yeah, something. could be. I yeah. want to know how many snakes he's got. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I'm gonna have to ask him about that because that's yes. fascinating to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, man. Anywhere else we should touch? Do you have any parting shots before this, Katie? Or I, I don't know. I, I've we've gone for so long. <laughs> yeah, but it's very natural. Yeah, uh, it's a very natural extended bonus podcast. <laughs> Uh, no, no. Uh, I just want to know the production schedule for this show, and I guess it just seems like it's kind of uh, whenever they can do it. Yeah, they've been on the road a lot, and their next ten games come with only one day off in between. So I wonder if maybe they're going to have a bit of a dry spell here before they get some extra rest days in. Um, It'd be nice to do a holiday episode. Oh, damn! I didn't even <laughs> think of that. <laughs> <laughs> if they can do it, we might just have to do an episode where we storyboard his his holiday episode. Yeah, I think we'll wait and see if it drops, and then if not, we'll have that prepared. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Katie, thank good. you so much for coming on the podcast today. Do you have anything Thanks you'd for like? Having me. Do you have anything you'd like to promote? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm on a very fun. I think it will be very fun panel this week. Uh, Oops, talk at the Rivoli mm-hmm. uh, on the 28th. With um, Blake, Eric Kareen, Sherm, Doug Smith, a lot of other cool people. Vivek, mm-hmm. also a, a, a regular on your podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to be sweet. You should come out uh, if you feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at selling it, I guess. Do what you want, but you should come out. Yeah. Um, and then what else? You know, I just got, I got to spend this weekend catching up on some deadlines so i have a lot of things published next week right on the athletic by sports rappers republic all internet. those places yeah. yeah do you stuff for the shocker too yeah i do yeah <laughs> but that's not our, that's not a real thing it's, it's a real website come on <laughs> it's a, the best website <laughs> it's the only website really um in an ideal world <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, go to Hoop Talks on Wednesday. I won't be there, but they are very fun. I've hosted and co-hosted a lot of those things, and they're they're a blast. If you are in Hamilton and can't make it to Toronto on Wednesday for Hoop Talks, I'm doing something kind of similar on Tuesday night in Hamilton at Odds Bar at 164 James Street South. Myself, 
Vivek Jacob, who's going to be at Hoop Talks on Wednesday as well, and uh, Kelsey O'Brien from Raptors HQ. We're all going to be doing a live podcast from Odds, and uh, that'll be before the Raptors play the Grizzlies, and then we'll watch the Grizzlies game and uh, have some drinks and eat some food. Their food at the bar is extremely good, so you should come on out. It's a lot of fun. It's free to come, and uh, we'll start at around 7 o'clock. And if you're coming from Toronto, if you want to come from Toronto, it's right next to the Go Bus Terminal. It's like a four-minute walk. There's express buses that go from Toronto to Hamilton. It's, uh, it's pretty easy to get to if you're interested in doing that and come to Hamilton on your Tuesday night. Hamilton's good. It's good, actually. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you can subscribe, rate, review, always as always, on iTunes as well. Please uh, do that. It's very helpful and makes me feel good and puts us up the rankings and all that good stuff. And I'm going to have another episode later today, actually, kind of talking about the Wizards game. Uh, I meant to put these in different orders. This was going to come after the Wizards recap podcast, but I already called this episode 422 in the opening, so I'm just going to stick with that. Um, so stay tuned for a Wizards recap pod coming up later today. And uh, that'll do it. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. We will talk to you next time on Lockdown Raptors. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.